Sport Tracks on SAFM with John Kariga. With John, John, John Kariga. Husband and wife team. We've got nothing better to do than paddle. And then they beat everybody in the 60th edition of the Berg River Canoe Marathon. Nikki Burkett won the women's race. Andy Burkett, her husband, won the men's race. Andy joins us now because Nikki's busy doing uh, other work. Andy, how's it going? Yes, great. Thanks so much. Sorry, my wife is still <laughs> battling with putting our older son to sleep. Yeah, you see, it's maybe it's, she'll join us a little bit later. It should be the other way around, Andy. You should put her to sleep and get her to do it. It's Women's Month. We've got two kids, so it's so <laughs> I was, I was you've, you've done your job. Days. Yeah, I've done my job. <laughs> uh, congratulations to the two of you. First of all, what was the race like? Yeah, thanks so much. We were we were blessed with really great weather down in uh, the Western Cape. Probably 22 degrees and sunny days every day. It's unheard of for this time of year. And a nice water, um, great race. It's always a tough race. It's a long one. Um, we don't often have other paddling races on the calendar where you paddle for five hours each day, four days um, consecutively. Most of the paddling races in the country are about two hours um, each each day if you do a stage race. So it's, so it's a tough race, but we really enjoyed it. I was going to say, is it a berg if the weather is good? Sorry, say again, you broke up there. It, is it a berg river canoe marathon if the weather is good? Exactly. We took We took a... <laughs> youngster from East London to go and do his first berg and I actually said to him don't get the wrong impression it's not <laughs> it's not going to ever be like this ever again where you have nice weather um, for the Berg River Canoe Marathon often you you have one day when when the when the, the heavens open up and you've got you've got rain and cold and wind and you yeah. you're freezing at the end of it uh, you versus Hank McGregor. It's, it seems like it's been going on for years and years. What's, what was that competition like with the legend behind you? Yeah, it's always it's always a fierce, tough competition. You know, we raced SA marathons about eight weeks before that, where where I, I got a hiding from Hank and also Hamish Lovemore, who's training with Hank at the moment. Yeah. So I had, to, I had to try and turn the tables a bit and put in quite a bit of work for the Berg. And I knew that uh, Hanks won the Berg 11 times. He's going to be coming for me. And and he was definitely the man to beat. And he didn't make it easy for me. Every single time I tried to make a little gap or or try and make a break, I knew that Hank, Hank wouldn't, um, wouldn't let it go easily. And he mm-hmm. would also, certain stages where he took a better line than me and he had a small gap. And I would have to work so hard to catch up. But it was nail-biting racing for four days and quite strategic because the first um, first day you obviously all start together the second day you start off in order of where you finished so Hank myself and Hamish all started together but the rest of the field were further behind but the last two days you have a mass start again mm-hmm. so regardless it's similar to the Tour de France regardless of the time gaps you bank that after day two. So the, the, the second day was a strategic one, and, uh, and thereafter, the race sort of settles down. Just explain that to me, if you can. I mean, I understand, I understand cycling tactics. It's very complicated, but sometimes you know, the leader doesn't necessarily have to be in the front, and he can, he can just sort of finish with a bunch. Does that same sort of thing happen in canoeing, where, where maybe the, the three podium leaders can sit back a little bit and rest on day three and four? It does, it does. It's um, similar in a sense, except we don't have the depth that teams do in the, in the Tour de France where you have 100 pro cyclists 
and also we don't have teams involved. So okay. you so you have to guard yourself in your position. And for instance, on day three, we all started together, and and Hank saw I was further behind in the in the group from cycling, would call that the peloton. So he made a made a break mm-hmm. for it and tried to go, and he knew I would have to come right around the whole group. In cycling, your your domestique would just pull you back up to the front because mm-hmm. you can pull yourself back up, but it's going to hurt. Um, so you you have to mark every single move that's made for for those last two days when you're starting as a group. So it is similar in a sense to to right. that cycling. Uh, speaking of depth, what's canoeing like now? I mean, uh, uh, you know, without sounding rude, uh, Hank McGregor's been there forever. You've been canoeing for a while. What's what's the future of canoeing in South Africa like? Now there's actually there's a lot of depth in terms of youngsters coming through. Excellent. Hamish um, Lovemore is done really well this year at marathons. Um, they're going over Hank and Hamish are racing the K1 spots um, for South Africa. Um, and I think and I think even the surf ski scene, there haven't been as many international races this year without people being able to travel. But South Africa is always very competitive on the surf ski scene. And, uh, and I have to mention my wife, Mix, has, has improved <laughs> a lot in the a, in a river paddling, but I'm sure she'll carry that over to the ski races when they open up. Um, South Africa is always strong in the females with the ski. Actually, Michelle Byrne and Nikki Notton a few weeks ago became the, the male and female world champions in the surf ski world champs. And we certainly we do begin beginning of the show. We're doing. We spoke about stand up paddleboarding off to the world champs as well in a couple of weeks. So that's exciting. For oh, us really? As well. Where is it hosted this year? In I want to say Turkey. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a huge. It's a huge sport. It's not as big in this country, but uh, overseas, it's grown so much. Mm. That's really taken off. Uh, is Nikki going to be able to join us? Because I want to talk about a race. It sounds ridiculous. Oh no, I don't think the little guys are sneaky. I think she's <laughs> okay. Sure. But, All right, then, uh, no, oh, I, I can just just uh, let you know from what I heard and the stress that I had on the last day, <laughs> because Nix was Nix was due to come in. First, I think she had a ten-minute lead or so, right. and and then we heard that she had taken the wrong channel, and it's quite confusing on the last day. The river opens up to sort of a delta, and you don't know if the river's flowing down or upstream. Sure. And we had done a little portage, and I believe when Nick got there, she put put in after the portage, and she paddled back upstream. She thought that's the way the river was flowing because of the wind mm-hmm. busy blowing busy blowing right. the water back up. So she did an extra four kilometers. Fortunately, the other girls also um, attempted that and got halfway around and, and went the other way. But Nick still managed to hang on to her lead, even though she went and did the portage twice and they cheered for her and said, <laughs> why don't you come back to us? <laughs> yeah, I'm, twice. I'm reading a, a story. Who wrote this? This is by uh, Brandon Nell. Brandon Nell saying that she passed, she was passed by second place Jordan Peak, third place Bianca Beavitt, who then made exactly the same mistake. But they turned around yeah. once they realised the error. What are the chances of all three of them doing the same thing? <laughs> uh, is, is she enjoying herself at the moment? Is it is it something that she's loving and, and wanting to win a little bit more now? Yes, next really is. You know, the last uh, the last three years, and our oldest son is now three, and our second one has just turned one. Mm. And it's been a bit difficult for Nick to train with the kids. And before that, she was 
doing quite a few surf races and doing well, and she's really enjoying getting back into it and and uh, getting fit. And I think it takes a bit of time to get back up to that level. But she's she's training really hard, and Mick just loves it. She loves the paddling and the surf ski paddling, and and uh, and Berg was a great one for her. I think she hasn't won a a big South African uh, river race like that before, so she'll definitely be on to the next one. Do you train together? Do all the do the paddling together? Yeah, everything. We've got a lovely squad here in East London, but Mix and I do all of our training together. We've got a nice uh, nice training group down here. They say train with the best, and she's doing that, isn't she? <laughs> Mix pushes me. She's a slow <laughs> driver. She's a slow driver. I always want to do, want to do one lap less, and Mix, Mix is the one who makes sure we finish the session. <laughs> What's next for Andy Burkett? Where are you off to next? We, I'm going to go down and, and uh, do a race in Cape Town, the Breda, next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, just as a build-up to Fish River Canoe Marathon. I'm racing with Nicky Martin. And then Mix and I are trying to arrange to go race in Ireland in two weeks for a surf ski race over there. But it's, it's, it's difficult with the quarantine periods mm. and trying to organize everything. We've only just, just had our first Pfizer jab because we're too young. Before oh, that, that's right. Just <laughs> so, it's, so it's a bit of a juggle and you never know what, 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 what's happening. But hopefully we can make it over to Ireland in two weeks. Four more weeks and then four more weeks and you're immortal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then Mix is also going to be racing the Fish of the Canoe Marathon um, at the beginning of October. All right, plenty canoeing ahead. Canoeing's doing so well in South Africa. It's just a little disappointing from the Olympic Games with the the paddling there. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, My fellow um, ex-South African, uh, Jean van der Wette, has moved to arts. He got a gold medal in the K2. So we can we can half claim him as a South African, even though he's, he's not here anymore. But uh, yeah, it's just South African paddling is focused around surf ski river and marathon paddling, and that's where the races are. Um, and that's that's where everyone tries to, to put their effort into. There's, Andy there's Bur- uh, arguments for both sides. Andy Burkett, thanks very much for joining us, and uh, say how's it to Nikki and congratulate her as well, please. Oh, well, thanks for having me on the show. Andy Burkett prevailing to win the 60th edition of the Berg River Canoe Marathon. His wife, Nikki Burkett, winning the women's race as well. That happened a little while ago. You're with SAFM. This is SAFM Sport Tracks. I am John Gerricke. Liverpool and Chelsea have finished one all in the Premier League. Uh, we're going to play a song and then we'll wrap up what's been happening through the day. Uh, Benzito, should we celebrate the fact that West Ham are top of the table? Everton are in the top four. Hey! I love the beginning of the season because you can brag. Everton in the top four. We can hold on to that. Two wins from three games. Looking good. <laughs> uh, and Western Province have run away with it against the Sharks. Not great for the Sharks ahead of their semi-final. But Western Province have done enough to guarantee themselves a spot in the semi-finals of the Curry Cup. That's three or so minutes away. So let's take a track or two. Uh, DJ Finney will take us there. I'm still asking for the percentage that you think Bafana Bafana have of qualifying for the 2022 FIFA World Cup. Out of 100, 100% guaranteed through, 0% not a chance. Where do we fit in there? So far, we've got a 40, a 70, a 20, and an 80. If I do the averages quickly, do that math. It's about a 50-50 chance, according to you. Let me know what you think. SMS 41391.